Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Friday, March 24th, and we start, as always, with local news. Cheers erupted in the chambers of the House Agricultural and Natural Resources Committee on Wednesday when the committee voted 11 to 6 in favor of expanding Class II pastoral protections for the Duck River following weeks-long rigorous debate. Packing the committee chamber in the Nashville Cordell Hall building, dozens of Murray County citizens, advocates, business professionals, and elected leaders showed up in droves, wearing green buttons and special t-shirts to support the bill. Murray County attendees threw their hands in the air cheering and applauding as the final vote was finally announced. Murray County citizenry wrote over 1,000 letters to legislators in support of the bill. House Bill 447 will designate the Duck River a scenic and agriculture area extending from Industrial Park Road in Murray County to the Hickman County line. Representative Scott Sapicki, sponsor of the bill, and River advocates having been I'm sorry, uh, sponsor of the bill and river advocates have been fighting for the legislation since last fall when developer Trinity Business Group filed a permit application with the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation to reestablish a solid waste landfill near the river at the former Monsanto Company chemical plant site last summer. The former Monsanto property is now a Superfund site overseen by the federal government and state through a mandatory decades-long cleanup protocol to guard against hazardous runoff or leachate. Trinity Business Group, a Baton Rouge, Louisiana-based company founded by Brian Sid Bryan, has owned 1,330 acres of property on the Monsanto plant since 1986. Brian's attorney, Tom White of Toon, Entrekin, and White PC, staunchly argued Wednesday that Brian holds property rights to establish a landfill at the site, which was previously grandfathered. Representative Brian Ritchie, a Republican from Maryville, along with a few other dissenting committee members, expressed concern about trying to settle a property rights issue at the state level. For me, this is more of a property rights issue and a battle locally than here, Ritchie said during the discussion. However, a majority of the committee members sided with the citizens of Murray County and Sapiki in their efforts to protect the waterway from future pollution, landfills, and other unwanted development. Representative G.A. Hardaway, a Democrat from Memphis, said he would support the bill even though questions linger about local establishment of the landfills and ordinances surrounding it. There are lots of questions, but if I have to err, I'm going to err on the side of the people, Hardaway said. Murray County constituent Dan McEwen, local real estate broker, maintained that the fight is not just about thwarting a landfill, but about the long-term ecological health of the river, one of the most biodiverse rivers in the world. We have been working to make the Duck River a scenic river on this side of town, McEwen said. We are thinking about two to three generations down the road. We have wanted this to happen for a long time. It's not about just one issue, he said. Although questions remain about whether the bill's passage will ultimately stop the landfill proposal from being approved at the plat in question, Murray County leaders are hopeful. A portion of the acreage owned by Bryan has supported a long dormant landfill at the ex-Monsanto site. Other regulations are also at play, such as the existing state statute commonly referred to as the Jackson Law, adopted by the city and county, which requires an applicant to seek city and county approval before a landfill can be built. 
TDAC representatives also confirmed that even though Trinity Business Group filed permits with the state, the state's approval or disapproval cannot supersede city and county land use regulations and restrictions. Meanwhile, Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt led the establishment of the Murray-Marshall County Solid Waste Board, which will meet about issues related to the establishment of landfills and the handling of waste in Murray County and beyond. Three permits submitted by Trinity Business Group to build a, quote, eco-park with solid waste processing, including a tire shredder and construction waste shredder, are pending under the purview of TDEC. The bill will next be heard by the House Government Operations Committee. The Murray County Bridal and Saddle Club announced earlier this month that TV personality and local restoration expert Mike Wolf will be the Grand Marshal of the Mule Day Parade. Wolf, best known for his role in the History Channel television show American Pickers, first came to Columbia six years ago after falling in love with the history, architecture, and at the time, sleepiness. I liked the sleepiness of it at that time, and I still feel like we're light years behind a lot of the area in Middle Tennessee, he said. There aren't many places within an hour in any direction of Nashville that have what Columbia has to offer in terms of lifestyle and the beauty, he said. Being named the Grand Marshal of the city's biggest annual event after being involved in the city for a short period of time just shows the immediate impact he's had on the town he now calls home. This place reminds me of the small town I'm from. I was so involved there on the tourism board, in the fire department, on city council. I was involved, and this place is somewhere you want to make a difference in, he said. As he learned the history of Mule Day and the significant role the livestock played in making Columbia a destination, Wolf said he is honored to be in the role and is excited to share it with his daughter. When you think about the industry and livestock, how spread out and well-known Columbia is for that, I always say Columbia was the Detroit of mules. If you wanted a mule, you wanted to get one from Columbia, he said. I love that it's unique to this town. I am just a very small piece to a puzzle that I'm so proud to be a part of. It's very small town. It's very Americana, he said. When Wolf first began buying property in the city, it was obvious there was a sort of changing of the guard, he recalled. Families were selling property or building owners were open to someone else ushering in a new era in the city. There are so many towns across the country that are fighting to tell their story and move ahead with heritage tourism, he said. Columbia has a leg up, but it's because they were very intentional in how they laid out the city. They had a plan, and they were very forward-thinking, and they've been laying the groundwork for a very long time. Now, this is our time to steward the ship, he said. Wolf mentioned the late A.C. Howell, who sold Wolf the bicycle shop building on the square, and he, how he, along with many others, made sure Columbia's rich history would survive. They're sitting back and watching what we're doing, but we're all standing on their shoulders. Everything that's happening in Columbia now didn't happen overnight. This is the effort of a generation, he said. Several downtown buildings are seeing a revitalization, including Columbia Motor Alley, where Wolf has been spending much of his time recently. Columbia is the county seat, so there is a lot of transportation-related buildings, he said. Around town, the work of West 7th Company has done. You can see where a lot of these buildings were service stations, body shops, car dealerships. The great thing about buildings like that is the architecture, he said. The architecture here is beautiful. Obviously, there is a lot of history. Wolf said Columbia holds a high value for people who are seeking unique finds in a place that's still growing and in the middle of a revival. Downtown Franklin doesn't have anything like this. Yes, they have a beautiful Main Street, but when you get out of 
out of it, that's it's mostly residential. When you get off the square here, you can find a lot of older neighborhoods with commercial buildings in them, he said. They're doing some beautiful work in the arts district with some unique and interesting buildings, he said. Overall, however, the architecture, the history, the mules, none of that matters more than the people who live in Columbia. They are the reason, Wolf says, that he wants to be here more and more. I fell in love with Columbia six years ago. I love the diversity here, he said. Overall, though, it's the people. They're why I'm raising my daughter here in Tennessee instead of up north. You can have all the amenities you want, but the people are what make a town. They've welcomed me and made me feel at home, he said. The City of Spring Hill's Stormwater Department is giving away 200 free trees to Spring Hill residents for Tennessee Tree Day, which is observed on May 18th. According to a city social media post, a variety of trees will be available at Spring Hill's Public Works facility from noon to 3 p.m. on Friday. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, this Friday and Saturday. The city has set a maximum of 15 trees per person while supplies last. The city's Public Works facility is located at 3898, I'm sorry, 3893 Malin Moore Road. Spring Hill leaders approved a plan for a new Publix grocery store and additional 9,000 square feet of retail space at its most recent planning commission meeting. Planners were primarily concerned during a work session about the building materials for Publix, as well as visibility from roadways of mechanical equipment, among other issues. Following a submittal from the developers rectifying those concerns, the board passed the measure unanimously. The project, located on Jim Warren Road in the southeast corner of Saturn Parkway and Port Royal Road, also includes multifamily housing units, as well as four additional standalone commercial buildings once fully completed. Josh Rowland of Kimley Horn said the Publix and one additional retail building will be completed prior to the completion of any residential complex, per the request of the city's Board of Mayor and Aldermen. The intent to both complete the infrastructure and to make sure you got you got your two big ticket commercial items ahead of the multifamily units are still in keeping with the original intent, he said. Early phasing of the project included infrastructure improvements, including roadway up to the bridge on Port Royal Road and intersection improvements to include a traffic signal. Those projects are underway, Roland said. He expects completion of those and the driveway no later than the end of March of 2024. Alderman Matt Fitterer asked when the expected completion date may be for the standalone commercial buildings, and Roland said it would be likely after the multifamily units were completed. Those are toward the end of the project. What needs to happen in order to get the interest that they need and to be successful is that Publix needs to be completed. All the driveway and infrastructure needs to be in place, both for that and the multifamily units, he said. When you're going to see, then you're going to see some of that interest. When you have some of that commercial traffic and rooftop traffic, that's when those things will naturally start to become priorities for the master developer, he said. In other business, the commission heard from Greg Gamble of Gamble Design on a 22-acre planned development off Buckner Lane that could include as many as 161 homes with both single-family and townhouse units. The density of the project was created has created concern among the commission both times it has responded to a proposal. Alderman Trent Linville noted the density surrounding the area would be nearly half of what is being proposed. This is a big challenge to, assen- to essentially putting a project with twice as much density as anything around it in that area. I think it could present some challenges down the road, he said. 
Commission Chair Liz Droke said she would prefer the density be more in line with the surrounding area as well, as traffic concerns are still among the top priority for local residents. I know there is no appetite in Spring Hill, especially in that area, for more townhomes. I understand what you're saying. As a resident, it doesn't fit, she said. If I were you, I'd be trying for it because there is a market for it, but we have to listen to the current residents who are here now and their desire for the relief in traffic, she said. Gamble said his company believes there isn't a better location choice for such a project in the city, despite other developments taking place. There are very limited opportunities in Spring Hill where road improvements are coming like Buckner, where you have such close proximity to an interchange, he said. The density that we're proposing, it is our opinion, is being proposed in the right place, where infrastructure is being improved, he said. The project includes a mixture of both single-family dwellings and townhomes, and Gamble noted the wait list for townhomes in Spring Hill is growing. The intentional design, however, to include the single-family homes was a way to serve as a transition aesthetically from surrounding developments. We're talking about an intentional mixture of single-family and townhomes. Maybe the number of townhomes is too many, but we're very interested in attempting to satisfy that wait list that residents in Spring Hill are asking for, he said. The proposed development is currently in Williamson County and would require annexation before approval as well. No vote was taken on the item. Murray Regional Health has been named a 2023 Best Place for Working Parents by Best Place for Working Parents for the health system's efforts to provide progressive benefits packages for the organization's more than 3,000 employees across southern Middle Tennessee. Organizations included on the yearly Best Place for Working Parents list are assessed on family-friendly policies, including company-paid health care coverage, paid time off, parental leave, nursing benefits, Best Place designation, on-site child care, child care assistance, backup child care, flexible hours, and remote work. At Murray Regional Health, we are committed to providing a supportive environment for our employees and their families to thrive, said Dennis Fisher, Chief Human Resources Officer at Murray Regional Health. Our organization is known for having one of the most comprehensive and competitive benefits packages in southern Middle Tennessee. To ensure we are meeting our employees' needs, our team consistently evaluates new and existing benefits for our employees, striving to support their physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial well-being, he said. In addition to the organization's comprehensive medical, dental, and vision plans, as well as short- and long-term disability packages, Murray Regional Health offers various benefits to help employees meet their personal and family needs. One of these offerings is the on-site daycare center, Hospitots, which is available at a reduced rate for employees. Hospitots opened in 1988 as the first employer-sponsored early education and care program in Murray County. It was also the first facility in Murray County to earn a three-star rating and accreditation by the National Accreditation Commission for Early Care and Education Programs. Murray Regional Health also recently introduced a new wellness program to provide further support for employees as they work to meet their personal health and wellness goals. The Murray Strong Wellness Program promotes action-based goals and includes wellness challenges, educational videos, recipes, and meal planning options that can be used by the whole family. Employees also receive an employer-paid subscription to the Calm app that may be shared with up to five family members, as well as behavioral health services to ensure employees and their families have access to timely and high-quality resources on demand. 
Murray Regional Health offers employees free access to financial coaches through SmartPath to provide objective and trustworthy financial advice, in addition to a retirement savings plan with employer matching opportunities and merit-based pay increases. The health system also partners with RAIN to give employees access to earned wages prior to payday. Some other benefits offered by Murray Regional Health include career navigation and professional development opportunities, a discount program with Abenity, which gives employees access to exclusive perks and savings on things like pizza, zoo and movie tickets, oil changes, hotels, car rentals, and more. On-site amenities like free employee parking, access to a fitness center and employee health clinic, car maintenance and dry cleaning services, and family-friendly events like movie nights, holiday parties, and a family picnic, which will make its much-anticipated return this spring. This designation as a 2023 Best Place for Working Parents is reflective of our commitment to our employees, said Murray Regional Health CEO Dr. Martin Cheney. I am grateful to Dennis Fisher and the entire human resources team for consistently examining and evaluating new and existing benefits for our employees. They help make Murray Regional Health a great place to work, he said. The recognition as a 2023 Best Place for Working Parents comes after Murray Regional Health was named to Forbes America's Best Employers by State list in 2022. Located in Columbia, Murray Regional Medical Center serves as the flagship hospital for Murray Regional Health, the largest health system between Nashville and Huntsville. The organization employs approximately 3,000 clinical and non-clinical staff members at the health system's hospitals, surgery centers, outpatient facilities, and physician practices throughout the region. To learn more about career opportunities at Murray Regional Health, visit www.careers.murrayregional.com. The Columbia State Community College Foundation recently established the Johnson Family Student Emergency Grant from Cecilia and Mitchell Johnson. Cecilia and Mitchell Johnson are former educators who support college persistence and degree attainment. Cecilia is a retired employee of Columbia State, where she worked in both academic services and student services for over 20 years combined and also served as associate vice president. Mitchell taught part-time in the history department at Columbia State for several years. They continue to live and participate in organizations in the college's service area. This fund reflects how important education is to the Johnsons, said Bethany Lay, Columbia State Vice President for Advancement and Executive Director of the Columbia State Foundation. The help provided for students to be successful even when faced with unexpected challenges may be just what they need to complete their educational goals, she said. The fund is designed to help students who are impacted with an unforeseen life occurrence or emergency that significantly interferes with successful completion of classes. This can be used to assist with such things as books, fees, testing fees or uniforms, as well as rent, gas, food, or car repair. The Columbia State Foundation is a 501c3 organization that supports and partners with the college to positively impact student success and the communities in which it serves. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have generally cloudy skies today with a high of 77 degrees. Winds will be out of the south-southwest at 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tonight, thunderstorms are likely, possibly strong ones this evening. Damaging wind and hail are possible. The low will be 59 degrees with winds out of the south-southwest at 15 to 25 miles per hour. The chance of overnight rain, 100%. For your weekend forecast, we will have mostly sunny skies both Saturday and Sunday, with highs in the low 70s and the lows from the mid-40s on Saturday night 
to the low 50s on Sunday night. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer. And why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Chris Dowdy from Tennessee Children's Home. We are overwhelmed by the support through our move to our new Spring Hill campus. We are excited about the new opportunities that these buildings will provide us to serve at-risk youth. We ask that you will continue to pray for us and those that we serve. We still need your continued support. Visit our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, to make a donation or learn more about what we're doing to serve at-risk youth in Tennessee. The mules are back in town. 
plan now to attend all four days of Mule Day 2023, Thursday, March 30th through Sunday, April 2nd. The arts and crafts and flea market activities take place at Murray County Park Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sunday hours are 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The arts and crafts area consists of over 100 vendors with a variety of items that are all handmade by the crafters. You'll find quilts, pottery, ironworks, woodworking items, coins, and much more. Over at the flea market, you'll find 70 more vendors selling a variety of items such as sunglasses, toys, games, clothing and accessories, western apparel, cowboy boots and hats, decor, and lots more. Be sure to stop by the arts and crafts and flea market areas during your visit to Mule Day 2023, March 30th to April 2nd, right here in Columbia. Visit muleday.com for a complete schedule of events. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Some Tennessee state employees could receive 12 weeks of paid family leave under a new plan that received Senate passage on Thursday. Senate Bill 276 limits the plan to employees of the executive and judicial branches. Eligible employees would receive 12 weeks per year for the birth or adoption of a child. Senator Ken Yeager, a Republican from Kingston, said the program is a necessary tool for employee retention and recruitment. Tennessee has struggled in recent years to fully staff a number of critical state positions. In this competitive job market, it's very difficult sometimes to recruit the kind of employees we want in Tennessee, and it's also difficult to keep them, Yeager said. Governor Bill Lee, who announced the proposal in his State of the State address in February, said previously attempted had previously attempted, rather, to implement a similar plan via executive order in 2020. Lee later shifted to legislation, but the plan stalled due to little legislative appetite. Lee renewed the plan this year, earmarking $27.4 million in recurring annual funding in this budget. A reasonable paid leave program will help us retain the best and brightest and help those who help our state, resulting in stronger families across Tennessee, Lee said in February. An effort by Senator London Lamar, a Democrat from Memphis, to add legislative branch employees to the plan failed. The House version of the bill is up for committee consideration next week. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Are you looking for a fun event to take the family to? Harmon Scrap Metal is hosting an Easter egg hunt on April 8th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Woodland Park in the Fallen Heroes Shelter. This will be fun for the whole family. We will have food trucks, prizes, and photos with the Easter Bunny. Come on out and support local. Start times vary by age. Visit our Facebook page, Harmon Scrap Metal, for more information. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Easter comes early this weekend with events at Columbia's local parks. Celebrate the start of spring by taking the kids out to see the Easter Bunny, who will make multiple appearances this weekend. On Saturday, Murray County Park will play host to a spring carnival and Easter Bunny arrival from 1 to 6 p.m., The event will include several arts and crafts vendors, life-size mechanical animals, balloon artists, and more. Kids can pay a visit to the Easter Bunny, who will be inside the Murray County Senior Citizen Center, offering instantly printed photos. Tickets are $10 each. The Easter Bunny will also show up this weekend at Baxter's Mercantile, located at 808 South Garden Street, offering free pictures from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday. Pets are also welcome. Bring the kids to Columbia's annual Easter egg hunt at Riverwalk Park, which will be the site of this year's Easter grab-and-go. The event kicks off at 9.30 a.m. on Saturday, with time set up for specific age groups. Kids ages 10 to 12 can hunt starting at 9.30 a.m. with kids ages 7 to 9 following at 10 a.m. and kids ages 5 and under at 10.30. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back on Monday to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great weekend.